Welcome to Baptist Vices. This podcast is designed to engage the Baptist community in challenging thought. We hope to not just promote negative propaganda that is raised against Baptist thought, but to biblically analyze some of these thoughts and provide biblical solutions. We hope you enjoy today's program. And now your host, Dr. Steve Dameron. Here we are with Baptist Vices, and we have a special guest again today. Uh, last week, we were able to have somebody call in, but this person is live in the secret Dameron studio, and if we told you, we'd have to kill you where it is. I mean, I'm sorry, kill you if we told you where it is. So, uh, with no further ado, here we go. Our special guest is... Pastor Jason Brennan, so why don't you introduce yourself? Oh, it's great to be here. Um, just drove down from Oshkosh, where I'm pastoring the Wildwood Baptist Church, but it's an honor to join with Pastor Dameron and uh, take some time to discuss this topic. All right, so our topic today is, I am your dictator. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that actually feels good saying it as a pastor. So, oh, yeah. All right. The power. Oh. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it because you're actually down. Uh, we're doing a series in the church on what it means to be a Baptist, and tonight you're speaking on two. Yeah, the that, priesthood of the believer and how that overlaps also into individual soul liberty. Okay, so let's think about this idea of I am your dictator, and let's think of some of the vices. Um, what are the vices that come into it uh, kind of on the pastor's side? As far as the priesthood of the believer, individual soul liberty, why so, don't you run with that? Yeah, so if, if we're going to really talk about the priesthood of the believer, we have to go back to the Old Testament and the um, all of the restrictions that were placed on the Israelites. Uh, we're going to talk about that tonight, and that Christ came and wiped all those out and brought mm-hmm. ac- direct access to God. But as a New Testament church, it's easy to use the priesthood as a model and stand as Aaron, as uh, huh. Moses, over top of the people. Yeah. And as they dictated what you ate, how you dressed, where you lived, it would be easy to, to think that the church replaced that and becomes this model of the Old Testament. And so as a pastor, you can be, on one hand, drunk with power and say, yeah. um, everything that they do has to be run through me, and I'm going to now um, tell you where to live, how to live, and that could come from a couple different ways. That could come from just being power drunk and wanting to exert, like you you think you're the smartest person in the world or in the room all the time. Or it could come from insecurity, like you don't want anybody to challenge your opinion. You don't want any right. altering views. Um, and so there's that side of it. But then also the flip side of it is thinking that there's so much freedom with the priesthood of the believer that you never lead, that yes. you never do anything Right. Thus saith the Lord. Say, well, right. everything's open to interpretation and everything's pragmatic and nuanced and there's right. nothing clear. Right. Um, so you got two, 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 two uh, ditches on both sides of the road. Right. So 
when it comes to let's let's think of just the pastor's side. So when it comes to the pastor's side, here we have people coming to us, which I think is rightly so. Uh, they should come to us. Uh, the Bible tells them to uh, seek counsel. Um, and what's interesting is most of all those verses are in the Old Testament. Correct, yeah, I, Proverbs. In the book of Proverbs. Um, but it's not, but the whole Bible is inspired. The whole Bible right. is preserved for us. All of that is given to us, so it doesn't mean that I just chuck, you know, right. I don't have to take counsel. And But in the New Testament, it does tell us that a pastor is given to us and they watch for our souls right. and whose faith follow. So, um, as a pastor, we do have a responsibility right. to lead, to guide, to say, hey, um, you should come and ask some of these things. God does give a pastor wisdom. In fact, the Bible says that my my job as a pastor is to watch for your soul. Right. So, there's going to be things that the Holy Spirit leads and guides and says, hey, why don't you mention this to this person? But I think what um, you were touching on is what we have to be careful of is coming to that person saying, Hey, I know, I know God's will for right. you as far as this house, right? I know God's will for you as far as not leaving my church, which I don't know. I mean, <laughs> um, I, you know, probably there's a lot of other people, and if you're listening to this podcast and you're in a church, you probably belong in ours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you need to move to Wisconsin yep. or move to Chesterton. <laughs> it's really the only two places. Right. <laughs> only two good churches out there. <laughs> All right. So let's go back and let's, again, address the idea of what are some things that maybe we need to do as pastors to help our people understand priesthood of the believer and also that the pastor is supposed to lead. Yeah, well, I think it's it's establishing the roles. Uh, so you've got a pastor is the role that he ho- he holds in the church, but also the role of a of a husband in the home. So when he brings his family, he's putting himself underneath my leadership. But I also have to have a deep respect for his role in his own home. Yeah. And so if you're if you're continually reminding people of the respect that you have for these God-given institutions, yes. and even a governor. Um, I don't think we should walk into a governor's office and say, well, I'm the pastor of this church in this town, and I have the right to tell you what to do. Yep. That's his domain. Yes. Um, and he should submit on Sunday to a pastor, but then I submit on Monday in his office. I mean, yeah. it's just this beautiful relationship, and if we, that's just one way of, of helping people to establish that authority that each individual has in their particular role. Yeah, so um, we're seeing this as a pastor. A pastor then is teaching often on it. Uh, I think it's something that uh, we need to be reminding, whether it's having materials out there, uh, helping people read through different things, saying part part of being a Baptist is the priesthood of the believer, and it is very unique. Yeah. I mean, the Catholics don't have this. The Lutherans don't have this. And... Some of the almost uh, evangelical or reformed idea is everybody is a boss to themselves. Correct, yeah. You know, because they've gone so far with this idea of the priesthood of the believer. All right, what? why even have a pastor? Right, right. I mean, what good is he? I mean, I guess on Sunday you get up and kind of lead something with 
You know, yeah, you almost an Amish. Uh, let's let's move the church from house to house and yes. change the change the preacher from house to house. Yeah. And and that is not the model yes. in in the New Testament at all. Yeah, and so on the on the church member side, on the church member side, we need to be careful though that we don't discount a pastor, right? Because that pastor, um, I can't I can't get away from it when I look at the Hebrews thirteen passage. It's very clear that a pastor will answer to God for how he leads and how he guides his flock. We also see that in is it Second Peter five or First Peter five? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> oh, let me look it up. But anyways, <laughs> I could quote it for you, but I don't want to interrupt you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, while I'm looking it up and trying to see, yeah. So it's got to be First Peter five. All right, so in 1 Peter chapter 5, which is written to the elders, all right, for those of you Reformed people that are trying to jump into a Baptist podcast, uh, we believe that that means pastors, all right? So, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ and also partaker of the glory that shall be revealed, feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof. So, it gives the idea of oversight. Mm -hmm. So, that is the idea of leading then it says, not by constraint, right. but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. So we lead by example. We also lead, though. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we take the oversight. Yeah. And and Paul does a great job, uh, obviously, because it's the Bible. Right. But uh, <laughs> he, he, he balances it with, not that we have dominion over your faith, uh, um, for, for by faith you stand, and because we're helpers of your joy. Now, that doesn't mean we are um, the lackey and running to every whim of the congregation, but it really is an upside-down pyramid. It's the pastor should be the, get, the biggest servant, and he should be the one who is yeah. serving, but he's that servant leadership of, thus saith the Lord. Yeah. I'm going to be very clear with my teaching, but I'm going to do it in a humble way um, so that the people can see that example. Yeah, and so... I think there's a, a couple of things that we're touching on as far as the member in a church. They need to make sure that they're careful, that they're not dis, discarding right. um, the pastor's advice and authority, and that they're not kind of going rogue right. on their own. And that's a tendency. I, I think that it's more of a tendency to today, today as I say, I think that many people um, become Baptist not because they see the word Baptist, but when they see the word independent. Right. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> that's what I am. Yeah. I am independent. All right. So, and you know what? You should just go out west and um, uh, go through the swinging bat doors. Yeah, right? Right, because right. that's all basically they're picturing yeah. is the, the Wild West. And that's not the picture biblically. Uh, it's the pastor and the congregation is knit together. Sure. And that's... The first Peter five. Now that I know it, the first Peter, <laughs> yeah, the first Peter five passage. But um, the thing that I think on the pastor's side really weighs on me a lot is I'm going to answer to God for how I lead and how I guide. Mm -hmm. So there are sometimes God distinctly prods a pastor and says they may not follow what you're doing, but you need to tell them sure. that this. May be a bad idea. Again, I I may not, I may not know exactly 
God's will for them, but I can give them biblical principles and say, it seems as though you're not, you're not looking at these things. Sure. So, um, hopefully that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it, you know, what you realize too, is that in the room, when you're talking to that person, it's not just you and him, it's the Holy Spirit too. Yes. So the Holy Spirit's leading you, but the Holy Spirit's also leading him. And so, and that, that relationship is so much different than from the pulpit. So I know people don't really understand it because they just see us preach. And then when we come down and we're walking the hallway, they just look at that same position. But it really is a difference. When I'm standing in front of the pulpit, I've got much more of an authoritative position. I've, in a sense, got the hat of, I've got the room. You're not going to talk back in a sense. I'm giving a clear instruction. When I meet you in the hallway, it's not quite peer-to-peer. I still have the pastor's authority, but it's a more gentle approach. It's, It's a respectful approach. But it's an approach that there shouldn't be this animosity. There shouldn't be this insecurity. Right. There should be a, I'm coming to you as a friend, bend down the road a little bit farther, and I want to help you, and yeah. I want to be an encouragement to you. And so now it's, and, and then he should be able to ask questions, and he should be able to give me more information. Maybe I don't have it. So that now it's like I'm not actually standing on one side of the brink telling you, don't go here, don't go there, although that could be the case. It's a lot more of, there's a trail you're going to walk down, and I, as your pastor, are going to walk down with you. Yeah. And I'd rather not go through thorns with you. I'd rather yeah. go over here where the path is clear. But if you decide, I'll respect you. But I'm telling you, there's some thorns down there. Yeah. And there's a big difference between the two. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to give one final thought. You be thinking about it when you're going to, um, while I'm talking. Okay. So on the member side, one thing that kind of goes along with the Hebrews 13 is that, remember, that pastor's not on his own, just making up stuff. According to the Bible, as a member sitting there and that pastor is telling me some stuff and I may not like it, remember, he's going to answer to God for that. He will. So it, it may be wrong advice. It may be completely bogus. But he's not on his own. Right. He will answer, if not in this life, yeah. in heaven. He'll stand before God, and God will say, hey, you know what? Uh, and I'm pretty sure God will be pretty hard yeah. <laughs> when he brings those pastors up and said, I gave you a responsibility, and I gave you these people. They were my sheep. Yeah. They weren't yours. They were my sheep because you're the under-shepherd, and so you're going you're gonna to answer now yeah. for some silly things. So I think that as a member... You know, just just take courage in that. Yeah. All right, take comfort in that. That pastor, he's not going to get away with something, right? Okay. So then, all right, your last last thought here. Probably the balance of that is everyone shall give account of himself to God. Yes. That at the end of the day, it's actually sometimes easier to just say, "Well, pastor told me to do it. I'm going to do it," <laughs> or "I follow these standards because so my 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 parents always did it, and I have no idea why." Well, that's the easy way because you're going to answer. So. Not only is the pastor going to answer, but you're going to answer because God says, like, you can come right to me to find out my will, obviously with the pastor's help, but you are going to give account. And so you're going to stand before God for every decision you make. So you better be ready. Yeah. Good thoughts. So that is our thought on I am your dictator. So thank you, Pastor Brennan Stoll, for being with us. It's great to be here.
Thank you for listening to Baptist Vices. We trust you were challenged to find a biblical path for navigating through some differences within Baptist churches. Join your host, Dr. Steve Dameron, next week for another engaging podcast. May God richly bless you.